welcome to the Eye on the U podcast of Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, joined as always by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Miami Herald. Susan, how's it going? It's going great, David. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, we are sitting here a little later in the week than we usually go. Um, the past couple weeks we've kind of done right after the game, but we decided it's Florida State week, so we're going to hold off and do a real... Uh, sort of preview episode going into that. Plus, we actually had some news coming in. You know, there's news every week in Coral yes, Gables. Yeah, uh, but today, uh, we're recording on Wednesday. They're kind of done with interviews, media stuff for the week. Uh, and Jaron Williams was named the starting quarterback, which I don't think was particularly surprising um, based on what you guys saw in practice Tuesday. Not just that, though, but I think also what we saw on Saturday in Pittsburgh. Yes, and we we definitely I definitely expected I think all of us did Jaron to start after after that game and um, and, and Jaron bringing back UM in you know going in midway in the fourth quarter and then in that final drive they finally put it together and on a, a game winning drive at the very end of the game and you know it, it just after that you just can't you you couldn't imagine Manny starting um, any you know, anybody else. And then you also wondered, you know, how that would affect Sharon. Right. Because there's, there's a, you know, it's kind of, it's never easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sharon, um, it, it came out that Sharon missed last Wednesday's practice. Mm -hmm. And as you know, we're, we don't get to see the Wednesday actual practice. Yeah. We just talked to them afterwards. Jaron missed practice, um, skipped practice maybe. It's important to note this is on the heels of him last year pretty much deciding to transfer and then having to be talked out of it at the last minute. Yeah, he's, he's, I really like him. I always have, Uh but he's definitely an emotional person and uh, um, and, and he is young and, um, you know, there there were some things I think that he was upset with and... uh, and he missed practice. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be the quarterback right. and, and you know a guy that wins the starting position. And he even you know to his credit, he he said he did say I I'd rather not talk about Wednesday. Let's just keep that in house. Uh-huh. Um, so it's not. He didn't like, acknowledge what happened, he, but he acknowledged something. Yes, he, he Wednesday. Yeah, he did acknowledge it, and even Manny did. Manny mm-hmm. did, Manny Diaz. Um, and said again the same thing. I, I I don't really want to talk about it. Um, and Manny, uh, I mean, because of that, Manny basically said basically because of that, Nikosi was going to start. Right. And no matter who won the actual competition, co- co- quarterback that yeah, was the, that won Nikosi the competition. Yeah, we're talking about a major game against Pittsburgh mm-hmm. on the road. And uh, and I mean, it took. Them the whole game to make that switch, right? Like it's yeah. not like Nikosi yeah. played particularly well for no, the entire Nicosi game. No, Nikosi didn't and really play that well. Nikosi was overthrowing guys. He was definitely not uh, mm-hmm. accurate. It was like the bad news. Yeah, we've seen the good Nikosi a lot this year. It was I, the bad Nikosi. Yeah, other reporters were saying yeah. that also during in the press <laughs> box. And um, and Manny Diaz said that the UM needed a spark, and mm-hmm. he just said, you know what, I'm putting putting in Jaron, and Jaron was. Really good. Yeah. And I think everyone's going to, like, obviously point to the touchdown pass. And because that is kind of – that is his strength. He's That's always – since he's become the starter, he's been really good throwing those crossing routes, those slants. 
Really good. Really, uh, really good. Line drives. Yeah, and always gives them, you know, he, right the leading. Their... He's always leading them. Nikosi, as good as Nikosi has been in other areas, he's, he's been much more effective at Jaren throwing to the sidelines and, and, um, and just throwing deep. He's always kind of throwing up on the back shoulder on True. those, or on those slants. He's or, some yeah. overthrow. Although what we like about Nikosi is he can throw it deep. Right. Okay, but he just has not been accurate. Mm-hmm. And this, but this offense, I think, has is at its best when they run the ball well and when they keep the passes short and smart and limit it to one or two reads. Um, and Jaron, I think, does that a little bit better. And then, and, and, and he's willing to run now, which yes, I think that exactly. is. That's just we what look I was at the touchdown say. pass. The running is that's another place where Nikosi had been more willing to run. The offense yep. runs a little bit more smoothly, especially with the offensive line and Jaron. For the first how, time, really kind of looked. First long. time, yeah. really looked. You know, he said it. I don't know how many times he said it. It feels like every time we talk to him, he says, "I need to run the ball more." And in the big, one of the biggest spots of the game was third and two. So you know, you don't need to pick up the first down the there because they, they had a fourth down. But, third and two, but I mean, it, that drive started with four minutes left yeah, in the he, game. It was a huge quarter. first down conversion. So um, eight, eight yard. He rushes for eight yards on third and two, which was really, really impressive. Um, yeah, he yeah. always he always says he doesn't try to have a clock in his head. He tries to like just go through the three reads and then go if he has to. But he's got to just go through the reads quicker. Clearly, with this offensive and line, he does. And and, uh, and just don't hold on. Either get rid of it or run. Take mm-hmm. off. If you can't take off, then get rid of the ball. Yeah, don't don't take the sack, especially especially way, the way these two quarterbacks are injured now. I mean, I Jaron's arm looks much better. He said he felt good. I think. I think actually he w- last game he was not completely healed from what mm-hmm. I heard. I mean he's still healing and I maybe he still is. Yeah, now. I'm sure I he's think still he had a, bad, a shoulder injury like it lingers. I think it had the injury was bone related in in some aspect from from what I hear from someone um, and um, he he it was uh, just a kind of a, a bad one. Yeah, I mean you could really see it. I think in the uh, what was the game before? Georgia Tech when he had to come in for one series. And he's a little colder then. You know, just could, he came in totally because of an injury. It's not like he had been, like, warming up right. at all. But his arm, he's just, he looked a little, like, stiff uh, with his motion. But it he looked to be laboring a little bit yeah, more. Looked, but against Pittsburgh, he looked He looked better. But this week, but when I went to practice Tuesday and we saw him and he was playing first team, which is yeah. kind of how we knew he, he was going to start. Mm-hmm. But he, he looked really good. I mean, yeah. he was throwing deep balls, and he was kind of jacked up. He was, um, he was very into it. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, I mean, I think it's I, really important to note with Jaron until the West until the Virginia Tech game, he was like, you know, not one of the best quarterbacks in the country, obviously, but his numbers were really good. He was really accurate. He had put Miami in position to win. He was really good against Florida. He was really good against North Carolina. Nikosi, I think. You know, that game against Virginia Tech was the best Miami's offense has been all year, obviously. It was one of the best, just in terms of yardage. I think it was the most yards in a game since I think Stephen Morris had a couple games one year where he threw for 400, 500 yards. Mm -hmm. Uh, But after that, he was not, like, blowing the world away anymore. It was, you know, Jaron really didn't do anything to lose the job early in the year. Nikosi, maybe in that Virginia Tech game, did enough to win the job, and, and maybe against Virginia also leading those late two touchdown drives, but then he did lose to Georgia Tech, and he had, if they don't pull him at the end of the Pittsburgh game, there's they very possibly lose that game. So 
The two guys, oh. they, they talked all year about how, or yeah, all offseason sure. about how close the competition was. And they have said a lot. They want to have a guy to rally behind, to stick behind. And Jaron, it's not like Nikoshi consistently outplayed him. He had moments where he looked like the best guy on the roster. But I think that yes. was always the case with Nikosi, right? Like we said, there's good Nikosi, there's bad Nikosi. And good Nikosi is better oh. than... Jaron, but bad Nikosi is way worse than Jaron, I think. Well, good, good Jaron. Okay, I mean, he's still completing seventy percent of his passes. Of his this passes, year. Yeah. okay, and and Nikosi is fifty six point six percent. So there's there's a that's a big difference there, and they both have, you know, they both have the same amount of touchdowns, eight, and mm-hmm. uh, Nikosi has two picks, and Jaron has the three picks that were. Like three picks and whatever yeah. passes, however yeah. many passes that one day. So I think his shoulder was really bad that day, and he won't say it. Yeah. I, I really do yeah. think that. And, and yeah, I think that. And should we kind of mention about Tate Martell? Oh, yeah. We're, Tate, we're I guess, working in the, in the quarterback room. Uh, it's not totally obvious, I guess, what the situation is there, other well, than that he's playing quarterback. Well, Manny... But Man. something clearly happened. We don't want to well, really necessarily speculate. Oh, well, well, Tate, they said, had a, a one-game medical leave of absence, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I don't think it was a f- – I mean, it's, this is my this is Yeah, my we don't want to speculate I, too much. Well, no, but I, I, th- I don't think it was a physical medical leave of absence. Yeah. That's This is my mm-hmm. educated opinion. I mean, I, I – yeah, uh, we, we very rarely get told that guys are having a medical leave of absence if it's like right. an and there's no injury. And he's back totally. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he had something with one of his, uh, uh, you know, extremities, mm-hmm. as they say. Um, but, um, you know, he's it's, it's had to have been really tough for Tate. He, you know, he he's back. So anyway, he's back wearing – he was a receiver slash quarterback if needed – um, but uh, Manny Diaz said today that um, he's uh, he's now um, he's now working full time, pretty much in the quarterback room. Mm-hmm. That he is, he, you know, he's a quarterback. And uh, I asked if um, if he could, you know, play receivers. He still could, and he said, "Well, he, he can go in there if we need him," mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, but but he's he's uh, he's better yeah, as he's a, quarterback. a quarterback. He's better used for Miami as a quarterback. He has not caught he's he hasn't caught one pass. Yeah, and he I mean he played he a lot of wide receiver pass, against Florida and hasn't played a ton of wide receivers. Yeah, a lot, I think there were a lot. I think of they other... tried to kind of use him as a almost even a decoy in that first game. Right, and it worked. A couple of their big runs were when he was on the field, but I think once people realized like that's yeah. he's not a real weapon in the passing game. No, it, it he's not really receiving. I, I don't think it. I, yeah. Listen, I asked why, you know, why they, um, why, did, why did Manny Diaz switch him back full-time mm-hmm. to quarterback? And he said his answer was kind of interesting because of his, quote, progress as a wide receiver and where where we felt he could help yeah. the team. But honestly, David, I think the probably the biggest reason was Tate. Well, yeah, I mean, that was when, when Tate. Tate went to wide receiver, they said it was his suggestion. I mean, they made a really big point to say right. Tate was really open to it, and <laughs> they wanted to accommodate and it. And I think he's a very hard worker. Mm-hmm. Everybody says he's a great teammate, a hard worker, and I think 
uh, emotionally, mentally. It's had to, it, it it has had to have been really tough on him. Yeah, that's all. Looking mm-hmm. at his pedigree and his history and all his fans and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. he was pretty highly touted. So anyway, Tay. I guess before we move on to other stuff, just what 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 does this kind of mean, all mean for Nikosi Perry? We've talked about the other two quarterbacks. Well, I I think I think in a way that UM is in a good place quarterback wise right now because both guys have gotten a lot of playing time mm-hmm. now away. So um, you know they both maybe. That's a good question. I, yeah. I, I I think if it were, put it this way, if Nikosi, if they named Nikosi the quarterback for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say Nikosi, uh, his maturity level Jared, has been really impressive. And honestly, fantastic. Yeah. He's maybe even better than Jaron in terms of maturity level this year, considering Jared missed practice Wednesday. Uh, I know that was really kind of his only hang up, but Nikosi's been spotless so far this year, which... I think above, you know, there were obviously, and there still are concerns about him as a player, but a lot of the concerns oh, he's a great they had, I think, is because have, of the off-the-field stuff that plagued him all through last season, kept him on yeah. the bench more than he should have been last season, uh, and he's really cleaned that up, and he's been, totally. I think, he's a been really... He's been a great teammate. Yeah. He's been a really good teammate. Um, and, but, and I think he understands there's no point of transferring right now. Right, but, you know, when you ask me the future... I don't know. I, I can't imagine Nikosi hanging around. It's hard to imagine both of them I, being I, yeah, here. Yeah, I next cannot year. imagine uh, Nikosi hanging around if he because he's he's good. I mean, yeah. he could play at a both lot. Both guys would be programs. starters at a lot of not. I won't say most schools, most Power Five schools, but there are a lot of schools out there where those guys would be. Yeah, maybe starting most. Quarterbacks. And and Nikosi, maybe most David. It just uh, it doesn't mean a power. Yeah, it just depends what power yeah. five school. Yeah, uh, actually, and, I think they would be starting. And I mean, Nikosi would be. I mean, when he committed, he re- committed back when it was Al Golden, and they were kind of doing a little bit more like spread type stuff mm-hmm. than they do now than they did with Mark Richt. And you know, there are some schools where I think he would be a better fit at of, in terms scheme wise than. At Miami, as much as I think, you know, he likes being here. He's obviously got a lot of, you know, he's well-liked, I think, on the team. Yeah, he he's is. from Florida. So, you know, it, there's a lot of, like, cultural fit stuff. And obviously, like, home. he's not from South Florida, but, like, home state. Right. All that kind of stuff that makes him a good fit here. But I think scheme-wise, he could be awesome, potentially, somewhere else, even if he's yeah, not I, as good as Yeah, I can't imagine sticking Jerry. around. And they'll have Peyton Matoka, the, the true freshman Yeah, they have a now, freshman coming in next year who they're really high on, Tyler yeah. Van Dyke. So they're, they're going to have bodies in the quarterback room like they uh, don't necessarily I, I think right they're, now. The, the, I think the challenge is going to be with quarterbacks keeping Jaron just – Jaron needs to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He needs to – and if things don't go his way, he needs to be able to – Cope. Yeah. So. All right. Should we move on to some yes, actual like Florida State and that kind of talk? I guess you know, my if Miami, two teams that are kind of in similar spots right now. I think is what a lot of people Very are saying. Very interesting. Two right? of the uh, most storied programs in college football history. Both four both and obviously four. from Florida in the ACC. Can you both imagine four and four? Can you imagine both four and four at any given year saying? Yeah. So strange. Two. Pretty mediocre, at best, offensive lines, uh, quarterback carousels at both schools. Great, great starting running backs, though. 
Uh, yep. DJ Dallas here, yep. who's going to be back. True. Cam Akers there. Mm-hmm. Um, Miami's defense probably a little better, and I think if they can win this game, it's going to be by ugling it up like they keep doing. And right. you know they've won a whole bunch of games this year against you know their their two most impressive wins this year are Pittsburgh and Virginia, and they won pretty much by the defense playing their two best games of the year. And and I think the defense maybe True. seemed like turned a little bit of a corner uh, since the Virginia Tech game. It I think seems so. like, and uh, yeah, and they're they they keep talking about this this meeting that they had, uh-huh. and that they're they're all, um, you know, they're they're they've all they all came together and uh, uh, kind of had a had a, a session where they all the leaders got up in front and mm-hmm. and I think told it like it is to some of the younger kids that might be disgruntled and uh, like Mike Harley said, UM receiver Mike Harley said might be a little selfish. They called out some players. I could could pretty much imagine who those players Mm -hmm. are, okay? You got Jeff Thomas who's coming back um, after a two-game suspension this week um, who's had, you know, just a history of some problems wherever he was and... uh, um, I don't know. Some of the other, I'm sure some of the other younger receivers are a little upset because they they haven't gotten the ball mm-hmm. as much. Um, but, uh, you know, they just kind of uh, supposedly really came together and it was a team-led meeting. So yeah. um, apparently that made the difference, they say. Yeah, I mean, last the week they, they finally kind of looked like the man... Manny Diaz defense. You know, I think they looked like that against Virginia also. But last against Pittsburgh was really kind of the most they have looked like an old Miami defense, yeah, right? They, couple, oh, yeah. They had they uh, three takeaways, four, four, four goal line four, stands pretty yeah, much, a red well, zone stand. Yeah, four field goals. And one at the very end of the game, um, they, had a, they had a fourth and one, fourth and goal at the one, at the UM one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and they, and then they they ended had a delay of game, goal, yeah. and then they ended up kicking a field goal, which Pitt fans were upset about. But uh-huh. honestly, I think the co- he made the right yeah, decision. Yeah, he had to take the points there. He and trust that Miami's points. defense wasn't going to yeah. – Miami's offense, which hadn't really done anything all game. But the defense, I mean, three takeaways. Greg Russo is, has kind of taken the mantle as the next great Miami defensive uh, lineman, which is something that you know that was kind of supposed to be John Garvin. John Garvin's still been good this year, but – the step Rousseau has yeah, taken is like, yeah. So they've got him obviously wreaking havoc, the three takeaways, and those great Miami defenses of the last couple of years, you know, while they've been great in a lot of categories, one of the big things was holding teams to field goals when, you know, they were down in the red zone or, or kind of got across midfield. They had a very good bend but don't break uh, right. style to them, which was, I mean, pretty much the exact opposite of what this defense was early in the year, giving up all those third down conversions. They're still, David. The, they're still the not great about net. the UM defense. The third down the defense. defensive conversions. They're seventieth in the yeah. nation. Um, but in some of their worst so losses, I mean, you, of course, the one you obviously think about is North Carolina, where they gave up. Really, it was a four, fourth down in that game. But, but they, I mean, they were finally awesome. coming up with the stops and they needed to. And true. Um, Florida State. It'll be. You know, they've have their questions at quarterback. It's going to be about containing Cam Akers probably to a large degree. And you know, they've, yeah, they've got I, what it takes. Michael I, Pinkney will be back after missing the last game. Alex Hornibrook. 
He has, okay. has a history he of shredding Miami. Miami. <laughs> Two, a couple years ago. No. Well, oh, no. sorry. He didn't play. He was hurt he in the uh, Yeah, last, last year at the pinstripe. Okay, so Miami. Hurt. So Miami plays Wisconsin in two bowls. In the Orange Bowl, and Hornybrook shreds them. This past year and the season before. Right. And two years ago, Hornybrook shredded them in the Orange oh, Bowl. Yeah, he just, he just sliced and diced. Yeah. <laughs> and then this past year, he, he had a concussion yeah. and he couldn't play. And um, Jack Cohn, I believe, was the quarterback. He, was, he, he right. shredded Miami and yeah, said, although it was really the, the run running game in that but one. Honestly, but honestly, how can you not start Hornibrook? He had this great game. <laughs> he had this great game. You know, he's game. itching to get back out there against Miami. Oh, yeah, and he had a great game, right? Last <laughs> game. Well, I guess Cam Akers did. Yeah. But the point was he – I, you know they're going to – Yeah. You know they're going to start him. Uh-huh. I'll be shocked if they don't. So um, this should be really interesting. Um, yeah, I'm excited. My first time at a Miami-Florida State game up in uh, Tallahassee. Oh, that's, it's going to be fun. It's yeah. good. You're going to hear a lot of the war chants. <laughs> well, that's what they were saying in practice. Just, They've been oh, playing yeah. it in practice all week. Yeah. They've gotten used to it, I'm sure. And They've they gotten get, tired they of it. They kind of get – no, no, they kind of like it. They kind <laughs> of uh, – it gets them all pumped up yeah. and the adrenaline flowing. And, and Yeah, it's what you come uh, – a yeah. huge reason why you come to Miami, right, yeah, is to play just, in that game. Oh, they love that. They, the guys know each other, I guess, you know, from high school. Yeah, a lot of them play and, together. Yeah, and um, it's uh, – it's a weird, uh, like, relationship between these two programs. I, mm-hmm. I've always said, you know, I wrote that big story about the fl- the Gators versus Miami rivalry. Yeah. It's kind of a, um, it's like a, I, I don't see any love in it. It's, it's no. a lot of hate, mm-hmm. a lot of bad blood. And I see the Florida State, not that there's love between FSU and UM, but there's, there's, uh, I know, this sounds cliched, but there's some kind of respect yeah. There's more of a respect factor. I don't look at Miami was in the Big East for a lot of years, yeah. okay? Uh, but and they still played Florida State. Right. I just think uh, so I don't I don't think it's the ACC. I mm-hmm. just uh it's 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 just a different it's just a different feel. I just do feel there's a little more respect. Uh, there's not as much venom. Yeah. Um but there probably will be on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, there'll be a little brawl or something, I'm sure. Some shouting. I don't know. Greg Rousseau said it's I asked him about, you know, what do they have to remember? Because Mike Harley said you've gotta kinda stay calm. We cannot get overhyped. Um and Rousseau said he, he, they cannot get in fights or be taunted or yeah. into doing anything dumb. Mm-hmm. Um so when you you've obviously covered as many Miami, Florida State games in Tallahassee as anyone. What's the first thing you think about when you think of when you when you walk in the stadium there or walk sit in the press Bricks. box and look out of the field? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fans. Yeah. Uh, and they they've had trouble drawing fans yeah, this year. I think Miami actually has had higher attendance yeah, than them this year. I think year. they have yeah, they've had a lot of trouble with the fans and that's why they're talking about, you know, Taggart's Taggart's future, mm-hmm. Willie Taggart, the coach. Um, I, I think of a lot of uh, just noise. I think of the war chant. I think of very close games. And come on, Miami, what game isn't close, David? What? I know. I mean, can I you know. name a game? I, maybe Bethune-Cookman? Yeah. I mean, 
every, every game against a game. FBS team has been every game down the wire. Is, it, is it feels inevitable points. that it's going to be down to the wire. It's again. always writing game stories for Miami is just uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's a terror, but um, they make it interesting I, though. You get to write fun stories. At least you're not writing a. You do. I. It's a little a little nerve wracking, especially when they're a little later and you've got to go down there and get some quotes. But. Um, this game, what? I, okay, FSU, I, I do remember years ago, Miami won a ton in a row when Miami was doing great. And then before, two years ago, two years ago, um, 2017, Miami snapped uh, a seven, seven year losing yeah. streak. They had to FSU, okay? And it was <laughs> it was a 23-yard touchdown completion from Malik Rozier to Daryl Langham with six seconds left. Six seconds. Yeah. Okay. From Malik Rozier to Daryl Langham, two to guys who, Langham. who, if it wasn't for that moment, would they? What would their legacies be in Miami history? It's. Well, I'll you know, tell you, Malik Rozier. Malik Rozier went in the, the Duke game, the Miracle game. Uh huh. Oh, was true. True. That I forgot about a, that. So that's a, a big one legacy. too. But Daryl Langham, like. I, that's going to be the Daryl Langham highlight reel at oh Miami is one play long pretty and actually, much. And it's no, one of no, them. I think, didn't Daryl Langham, didn't he win the game like against Georgia Tech Yeah, I think like the next the week next or week? something. Yeah, 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 I think he, but, but. But, but no one remembers a Miami-Georgia Tech game. No, that game that will be game talked about for forever. And that's what's awesome about this game, right? It's the one yeah. game that Miami has that's like that it's because they don't really play exciting. for it every year. Listen, they, they don't put it on ABC TV, if okay? It's, <laughs> 3.30 ABC for nothing. I, I really believe Between that. two, four, and four teams, they, you might not make yeah, bowl games. They, and <laughs> okay, exactly. They absolutely know that this game is something's going to happen. Uh-huh. Something's going to happen. And then, so that was two years ago, right? So last year, um, the Canes, leave it to the Canes again, you know they they had not beaten um, Florida State in Miami. This is last year now, okay? Since two thousand and four, and last year they finally did it. They were down by twenty points. Miami was down by twenty points last year in the third quarter, and they ended up winning twenty eight twenty seven. Okay, for the first time since oh four, um, and. You can imagine the Hard Rock Stadium crowd. They were going nuts. Um, and, you know, it was another, it was like another unbelievable game, exciting game. So, but every year they're like that. I mean, they've had all these games decided by kicks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, you know about the kicking game. So, for Miami. And, uh, no more Turner Davidson. Yeah, it seems like Camden Price. Talk about your from Maryland. Camden Price. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's play. finish here. Okay. Let's finish let's, here. Yeah, all right. Well, let's finish here. But I have to say, Camden Price. Um, Before we end up talking for like seven minutes about Camden right, Price, let's not let's, do that, let's, no, he let's, did look yeah, good. he did. He did look good. He had a twenty-two-yard field goal, and he really. <laughs> he looked good. He made a twenty-two-yard field goal. Yeah, but his twenty-two-yard field goal. Yeah, no, it was it was clean. Could have been maybe. 40 yards. 40 yards. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been. He really kicked it hard. Yeah. And he got, uh, did he get two extra? One extra point. One extra point. Right, because they went for two at the Yeah, end. they went for yeah. two. So, um, yeah. So yeah. Camden Price is the new he kicking must have, hero. Manny didn't say it was a two-game suspension. It must have been a two-game suspension. 
It had to be. Had to be. I don't. Yeah. I don't even feel bad speculating about that. But you know what? Cabinet price is a kicker now. Yeah. Forget Bubba Baxa. I I mean, Bubba is still the kickoffs guy, and I mean, he is. Would they? And if I can't imagine it happens, but if there's a situation where they have to kick a 50 yarder or a 48 yarder or something, I still think that would be Bubba. I think they would more likely go for it or maybe even punt. But if the situation is right, I mean, Bubba. I don't know if Camden no. Price has that leg. I don't know. And Bubba's hit a 50 yard this I'm, year. I'm not willing to say they're putting Bubba in. I don't think they're putting Bubba in. No how. Well, I think they I would go for it probably in that situation or punt it. But there is like you know the one weird situation where if it's like the very end of the first half that maybe they you might. would try and, it. And let me just throw in one more extra. An extra here. Um, <laughs> UM's punting game. It's great. Lou Headley. Incredible. Amazing. We Amazing. got on the Lou Rosa Award list. It's such a, like, co- going from last year to this year is like. He's really good. Yeah. He's I like am. an NFL type guy. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's like 27 already, so he's good. No, 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 Or 25, no, no. sorry, 25. Yeah. I Maybe he's 26 by now, but he was 25 Maybe, but when he I, got I here. I think he might be 25. I'll have to yeah. check my notes. But anyway, he just he just looks that way. Yeah. Cool. I think we can finish so, it up there. Yeah, so we'll have a nice – it's going to be an all-nighter. We know that, right? Yep. Yeah, but, so but we are guys, both heading up to Tallahassee this weekend. We are, and they're turning back the clocks, yes, this Saturday. Oh, I didn't even think we about that. We get an extra hour. Do we get Woo! an extra hour? Yeah, yeah we get an extra hour. Back. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, so if we'll both true, be – people, check. Don't don't believe me. Just we'll, we'll both be in Tallahassee. Uh, we'll probably record right after the game like we've done at the past couple home games. Uh so we'll be back with you guys probably on Monday. Um, thanks, as always, for listening. Be sure to check MiamiHerald.com and the Miami Herald uh, all week long. We've obviously got lots of stuff going to the Florida State game. Uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at SMillerDegnan. I'm on Twitter at DBWilson2. And be sure to check out all of our other podcasts we have here on the Herald Sports Feed. Uh, yes, on, David's a, a couple days ago. star. We, uh, we talked some heat on the heat check. Uh, they're a good start. You can check that out. And uh, we've got Dolphins in depth every week with Adam Beasley and Armando Salguero. So thanks, as always, for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week.